Presenting, are your parents proud of you? God, that was the worst thing I ever done. How you doing, everyone? Uh, I'm your host, Matthew Schufreiter. Thanks for listening. Uh, today, we have an exciting episode. We have the two playwrights, the co-writers of the new play, The Shady Lady, a robust blend of privilege, influence, and white-collar crime. We have the playwriters Lisa Deladrino friend and Kara Poe at NIP. Lisa was coming from Chicago, and Kara was coming from Australia, where we recorded this conversation. So this is a comedy about embezzlement, white men behaving badly, and the long-suffering women who have to deal with them. This was just a very relaxed, fun conversation, and both Kara and Lisa are wonderful to talk to. We talk a lot about the play and kind of how they got started to get to know each other. So, enjoy the show. Hello, good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Kara. How are we today? Good morning. Very good. Thank you for asking. Hey. Thank you both so much for doing this. This is crazy right now that. You know, at Adam, your director, the people at St. Sebastian reached out on Saturday when we're recording this on a Monday. Um, and to get this play going, this what? This opens Friday, this coming Friday? Um, May 5th. So a week Following from Friday. week from Thursday. Great. And Kara, I have, I'm going to start with you just because you're not even in Chicago when we're recording this. You're in the opposite side of the world. Um, yeah. How does it feel to know that what the play that you've written is being produced and uh, have you, how involved have you been, first of all, without having to be there? Um, very, I mean, not, not, at, not for this one, not as much. Elise and I have made two other shows together and we produced them in Chicago itself. We called had a theater company called Champagne and Milk. We had to get all the money together and do all of the advertising. So it is a nonstop thrill to not have to do that administrative part of it. I cannot what? tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I know Lisa, as a company member, can probably speak to more of the PR stuff they've been doing, but um, I've been trying to help when I can That's from great. Sydney, Australia. So. <laughs> and you said you, got, you guys written these plays together um, and you call it just to you know, still connect more as friends. Where is this play, The Shady Lady, rank in your, not only in your um, written career, but like in terms of just your friendship? Is this like a high point, a low point? Um, where is <laughs> A low point. A low point. We like went in like really heavy. We're like we're in like couples counseling for our oh, you know great. our career. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, I'd say it's a high point. I think that our shorthand has had to change a little bit just because we would go, we would sit in the same room together and just bounce ideas off each other, which I think with everybody in the pandemic understands that performance and collaboration has all changed. So our methodology had to change a little with it. But we've had nearly ten years together writing on and off. So the shorthand is there. So it's, you know, we, I think we individually we write scenes together and then we just kind of smash everything together and then uh, clean everything up together. So that um, has made this play easier and harder because now we're also more experienced. And so you can find more of the problems that you never would have seen 10 years ago. So it's cool to, it's cool, cool to grow with someone, I think, in a, in a playwriting sense, because you can really see how your relationship changes as well. Right. Lisa, are you in the rehearsal rooms when this play is happening? And uh, I'm the same thing as Kara. How involved are you in this? Yeah, place? I'm. So I I don't want to step 
on Adam's toes. I mean, Adam's been, you know, he's like, come to any rehearsals you want. But um, I've been coming just on Saturdays. I've been coming once a week, uh, which I think is enough because like blocking stuff, I'm like, I don't need to see you work it all out. I like seeing it progress, you know, like once a week. And then I'll take little videos and send them to Kara. Be like, here are some snippets. Um, so, <laughs> so I've been a, um, a little, you know, I'm there once a week, so I'm a little involved. Uh, and then I'm helping on the production end. Um, Sort of like there we have Robert Eric West is our producer and he's got he's very seasoned and has everything worked out. And so, you know, I asked him at one point, it was like, what do you need for a meet? Like, I, I was like, I feel like a straight husband where it's like, I want to help, but I need you to tell me what you need done because I don't know. And he was like, just be the cheerleader, just be the cheerleader and help promote it and get people to see it. So I've been um, trying to do that as best I can. I was I interviewed playwright sometimes on this show and I always have to ask how how hard is it sometimes to hear your own words like spoken out um can it become, can it become cringeworthy or uh are you the one that one of the playwrights you think oh no this is gold I've written what I've written in <laughs> Wait, I can't say it. Go ahead, go ahead. oh no go ahead go ahead you go first I can't say that when we sit together we don't grab each other's legs Yes. And, um, and, and just like, go like, oh, we should have fixed that beat, you know, but a lot of times the artist, like whoever the actor is on stage will take what we've made and take it into some direction we never would have thought of it or take it uh, some joke and it's one joke that, that no, neither of us believed in at all. And we're like, we just need it for this plot point. And then it'll be one of the funniest things in the whole show. So and there is that aspect of, of surprise with it as well. But I'm not gonna lie and say we don't just, just, just dig, dig nails into each other's <laughs> shoulders when we're watching something together that we've made. Yeah, I would, I would echo that. There, there is one joke in act one of this play that I, like every time Kara and I went over it, I was like, we gotta cut this. I don't like it, I don't like it. And Kara was like, this is a hill I will die on. This is funny. And at the very first read through of the play, it got the biggest laugh of act one. And I was like, you're kidding me, you guys. They were like, this is funny. <laughs> Tell Kara, thank you for not letting you cut this. Like. Oh don't know what comedy is I guess <laughs> that's awesome and well, you know we're a few minutes in but let's kind of describe the play I was reading the play a little bit last night um and you know I, for, I went at Lisa's new place exchange and just saw how she always wanted to ha have included jokes and that was me pre-reading the play um and I was like all right so now I sort of know what I'm getting myself into you kind of merge away from you, you, you want to just do more comedy but then I'm reading this play I'm like wow this is like this is a broader comedy than I thought how would you describe this play uh the shady lady for people who may have never even heard of this play <laughs> I can do it I won't say too many words but you're free to go if you'd like <laughs> um I would your say show. to boil your it down, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a farce about embezzlement and also about white men behaving badly, I guess, is the shortest. <laughs> Very good. All right, cool. And for those who don't see, Kara is applauding Lisa's work as a playwright for describing the play. Uh, Just a short, we're, I, tend to, I tend to go on in my description, especially with this play. I, I, I keep going and then it becomes less funny with time. <laughs> How did so? Who could I don't care who answers this. How did this idea come about of wanting to do a, a story about embezzlement? And I I will actually answer this one. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting. 
ideas could tend to come from kind of like they, I always think of like Pixar, how they start their projects where it's like, here's the idea. And then what they originally thought kind of doesn't end up being like what, you know, what the work ends up as. I think the work kind of transforms into what it wants to be. Um, and especially when you have Lisa and I, we have different uh, avenues going about it because we're both, you know, pretty politically savvy. And so originally it was based on this article I sent to Lisa saying, this is insane. It was about <laughs> Heidi Cruz, who is Ted Cruz's wife, who I had no idea anything about. It turns out Heidi Cruz is this incredibly like very smart, like super savvy, like uh, she works at either Goldman Sachs or like some financial institution. <laughs> she um, was like a power, like a, like a super powerful woman. And then she's married to Ted Cruz. <laughs> so <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason. And so it's, you know, he ended up, and he was one of the most, you know, one of his hated men in the Senate. And everyone's like, oh, Heidi Cruz is one that was going to go into politics. I was like, isn't this interesting that this like woman that like, who, who had all of the potential and all of the charisma, and then the guy that she ends up marrying for whatever reason, love or somewhat, and then that's the one that ends up in politics and she's supporting him. So while that turned into like this farcical version of all these things, none of, none of that stayed. None of, no political stuff like that kind of stayed, but that was the initial impetus for the show. That's, that's awesome. Um, and for you two, you know, we live in this difficult time now, you know, where I think the word, we can, I think I said before, the word comedy has just sort of been broadened a little mm -hmm. bit more, um, you know, any trepidation about producing this play or why do this play now? Um, I think even for starters, when did you guys write, wrote this play? How long ago? When did you move to Australia? We wrote it as a way to 20, keep in touch. Kara's yeah, like, let's, 20, let's do this. 18 is when I moved originally, yeah. Yeah. So there are some there are some things that are very of the moment. Like even sometimes with Ronan Farrow, you're like, okay, how relevant are any of these things anymore? But mm -hmm. we've been a, a the response we've gotten from people has actually been quite lovely. And and like, oh no, this still feels pretty fresh. You know, still feels fresh. And so you know, you get concerned when when things are of the moment. Like you say, me too. You say Ronan Farrow. You're just like, well, this is what we feel now. This is our expression now. And so you may as well go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I had a thought and I lost it, but that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. um, it, I enjoy, also, I feel like comedy gets a bad rap because people are like, your play has to say something and have a message and like, right. yes, message plays are wonderful. But then also like the world is terrible. And so it's nice sometimes just to go and laugh for 90 minutes. Um, and uh, this, there's a playwright uh, who I know who's doing something a thing called States of Play, where every Wednesday this year, there's a, a stage reading just on Zoom, like a cold reading by uh, blind casted by people in the group and a play set in each state. And so our play set in Oregon and it got chosen randomly to be the Oregon play. And it went, I think two weeks ago. And the um, and when it was over, the people who read it, they were like, no, we've read so many of these plays and it's just nice not to be sad, not to feel like the weight of, you know, all the issues we're dealing with and just to laugh and just, you know, to, to have something fun. Um, so there's the, there's that, which is great. Uh, I do know we were, we were concerned because it involves, the play involves a man who's embezzling money with his nonprofit. His wife is running for governor and she's favored to win, but now Ronan Farrow is coming to do an interview and they're like, oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to discover the, the embezzlement. Um, and uh, we were we wanted to make sure that it 
it didn't feel like the Trump family because it involves politics and financial crimes. So we were trying to be very careful that it's nothing like the Trumps. And then I don't know if you remember, so it's about a, it's about a man who uh, embezzles money to buy himself a yacht. And like one of the last scandals of the Trump administration that we wrote out on was Steve Bannon being arrested (laughs) by the postal police on a yacht that he bought with embezzled funds. And I learned (laughs) of this story because Kara sent me a link to the article and her message was just, all it said was all in caps, they're stealing our jokes. (laughs) 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 This administration has to end before- You can't write this up. You can't write this up. No, you can't. I I remember that. The very last thing with the, the yacht. I was like, why the yacht? Right. <laughs> yeah, why the yacht? Well, we, made it, we almost made it out of this administration without, you know, we were separate. A yacht, a yacht scandal. Right? <laughs> and it feels so hard because, you know, like, like I said, it's 2022. And even if you use politics in whatever form of media, you can't help but think of a certain administration. And yeah, when yeah. people aren't even trying to, you know, you can't even... Sadly, you can. I love the West Wing, and you yeah. can and you can watch it now and think, <laughs> "Oh God, what happens if this happened?" Or this character reminds me of this person from this situation. Right. Um, so, like when you are doing this kind of a play, and you're going to include this form of politics or um, personality, it's people are going to assume immediately, "Oh, well, they are two people who don't agree with our politics and are." going to be making fun of our politics and Mm -hmm. i i want and like i said i i assume that has to be hard but talk about the writing process for it like you guys said we're going to stay right stay away from trump that is number one Mm -hmm. um but how close was it hard to stay away from that certain administration i don't think so because we made we made them all um the guy who does the embezzling, he's he's like an arrogant idiot, but he's not like um, I narcissistic as, he's the, as in like a, in that way. It's like a yeah, different, yeah. It's not yeah. like uh, callous and and I don't know. He doesn't think about people enough to ruin their lives. I guess he's really only thinking of <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. There you go. <laughs> there's not yeah. There's the the, the vindictiveness is not quite yes. there in the same way. Maybe the vindic- like a, like the re- the want for revenge or the want to punch down. Yes, I think is not as there as much. It's an accidental punching down, which I think is is more of the way that 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 person would punch down anyway. Not Trump, yeah. but you know, a person with this kind of power and this influence that just doesn't know. I mean, it's the whole like idea of this, like one part of a of a farce or a satire. It's like you take that idea, you're like oh, people don't understand. What it's like for everyone else if they're here then you take that and you run with it so a man who can't have coffee mugs because they hurt his wrists and everyone accommodates him and he doesn't realize how mad madness that is yeah. and he runs and he an ran. environmental nonprofit, but he's like i need to use paper mugs paper cups because yeah. my wrists and throw them out yeah. right <laughs> paper mugs i love <laughs> paper, yeah. paper, paper cups, cups. Yeah. sorry hey. <laughs> i love that Kara, so I understand you're coming from Australia right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I will proudly admit that I think Australia has been doing a little bit better in terms of how <laughs> we are living our living their lives and moving forward. Um, you know, I, I, to steer away from the play for a few minutes. Okay. Um, a, what made you want to go to Australia? And B, um, what sort of creativity have you been making for yourself while there? 
Um, I'll say that uh, my husband actually is the reason I'm here in Australia. He is a mathematics postdoc at University of New South Wales. So he's a smarty guy. And I live <laughs> I'm only laughing just because <laughs> I like when an artist gets together with someone who's the complete 180 of yeah. like what they don't do. Um, that's amazing. Okay. So he's mathematics and he's much smarter than me. I love that. He's my dummy. You know, that's how that okay, that's always that good. Um, yes. So we're here in Australia and then um, I've been doing the writing for the show as well. And um, seeing, um, I haven't seen a lot of local theater here just because there has been, everything's been closed more or less since COVID. There's been some of the sort of online things, but I haven't indulged as much because of the self-protection of, of COVID life. Um, but I do actually, I participated in through, uh, I've met some friends and we do a script club. So I ended up writing a lot more because uh, there's, I have friends that are the, the, the friends in the script club who have like, uh, action, they're filmmakers and producers and they fly to, you know, Thailand to do films and stuff. So it's really interesting because they come back with these incredible stories and um, really get to kind of know how these processes work. So I'm the official playwright of the group. So then when that, when that some of them are thinking about writing plays then I become the go-to person. So that's been kind of fun. That's great. You know? And you, and I, I, uh, you briefly touched it, but I'm also curious, COVID life, is it still, are you guys still Locking down um, every we're, so often. We're actually, we're, uh, we're uh, our last one, I think, was the January one that we all had, I think, worldwide, but yeah. it wasn't. But since ever, with the higher rate of, uh, we've pretty decently high rate of uh, vaccinations as well as a right. decent high rate of boosters. So um, it's kind of hit my, like, everywhere, my job and all kinds of places, but it's it's not affecting anyone and there's the death rates relatively low. So I think we're at that, where it's, it's that kind of like, endemic are we getting our way out of it i think that america is kind of experiencing too yeah um, you're, you're having a better endemic than probably <laughs> i've heard maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm flying you know we're, we're flying i'm actually flying in to see the show so oh, cool. um yeah so it's just wonderful but it's also kind of like do you i mean we haven't we're leaving the house now right but it's yeah. it's still a weird thing and then you're like well we've left the house twice and now we're going to an airport <laughs> Yeah. to america so like well let's just do it all at once yeah. <laughs> that's great and lisa i know that you got you moved to chicago like one of the reasons you moved to chicago because you're from virginia and you yeah. moved to chicago um, one of the reasons why you wanted you came is so you can do theater um mm -hmm. what was the inspiration for that was there something in specifically in chicago that made you want to come mm -hmm. No, I knew it was um, a big theater town, and um, I went to college in New York City, and so I was, yeah, I was back home. I went to NYU, so I moved back in with my parents to pay off my many student loans, and right. I had reached you were studying, the point. Uh, you were studying film, correct? And then I you was, started, yeah. You I gave up the... after that first class, you figured out, like, oh, wait, this isn't for me. <laughs> I Well, I was doing screenwriting, and Screenwriting, like, okay. Yeah, they were like, you're, um... You're, you're very talented, but you're too wordy for movies. Have you considered plays? And I was like, I love plays more than movies. <laughs> I, I, yes, I will consider plays. So um, yeah, so I was back in Virginia and I was, I was teaching and I was writing in the summer, but it was, you know, when you're in your late 20s and you're unsatisfied, you're like, I have to make a change now because otherwise it's gonna be too late because life moves on and then you have dependents and things. And so, um, so I, was debating moving back to New York City or moving to Chicago. And I, um, my friend's husband uh, had done theater both places. So I asked him where I should go. And he said, Chicago is a, 
a gentler city and an easier city to kind of find a theatrical home than New York is. Um, and at the time I was dating someone who lived in Chicago. So I was like, well, that, that all works out. So I'll move there. And then um, we broke up before I moved and everyone's like, so I guess you're not moving to Chicago, huh? And I was like, I wasn't moving for the boyfriend. Like, that's a terrible reason. So I moved, everyone's like, you're going to last one winter and that's it. Um, and I moved for spite 13 years ago and I'm still here. I showed them all and right. it's lovely here. You showed them. <laughs> and, and tell me, is this true? Your first one of your first jobs there was a baking class and you were, you're bake, not baking class, you were working as a baker. And like you would uh, on like you would go to classes on Sundays and do the baking job full time. Correct. Was that what you saw? How you yeah, were making that's it? That's where I met Kara. Yeah, we worked at Red Hen Bread, which was where um, Damon North and Milwaukee all intersect. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we worked there. Um, yeah. And then I took classes at Second City. I took writing classes at Second City on Sunday nights because um, I figured I'm in Chicago and I write funny things and it's still like the law. It's like, well, now you're going to go study at Second City. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, that's where, that's where we met and, you know, we had many hours a day selling bread to talk about plays and stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. Kara, is that how you kind of envisioned it, how it was going for you when you first met her, that you wanted to do plays yeah. or write something? Yeah, like well, I went to Columbia College. Uh, hey, hey, I think I read that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was doing, um, I was acting, doing acting as well. I'd just graduated and I was working at a bakery, as we all have our jobs when we leave school. Right. And uh, I met Lisa and... Um, uh we started writing pretty it was pretty soon after I graduated I guess so I was like doing some auditioning but not a lot and then we, I was like well I was with Lisa I was like I've wanted to write for a long time and I think I was writing I wrote monologues for a class that I took at Columbia and I was like this is quite thrilling to see actors say the stuff you like there's like the ego boost of being an actor I was like oh there's like the little extra ego boost when you have when you're a writer and someone says what you write I was like that's interesting I like that feeling and so, uh, but I think she was the one who had more established writing credentials. I had nothing. I just wrote my spare time. I think I wrote something. I sh we exchanged words. Like uh, some, yeah. she had a play that she sent me that was really quite good. And then I wrote a paragraph about, this is a very Chicago story, but I almost hit musician Andrew Bird with my bicycle. And it was this very long thing because I loved him so much. Like this long, like dramatic prose about how I hit Andrew Bird with a bike. And she's like, we have similar voices <laughs> and it just went from there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's like I'm, I'm getting some Rhapsody in Blue vibes. You hit, you get hit by a bike and all of a sudden, -na 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 -na. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He looked at me and I was like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> and he moved to LA and ruined it all, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> Lisa, tell me about Oh Theodora, this improv group that you got. <laughs> started in or how I, I i found that out i was like ah we like stuff. yeah that was a sketch sketch group yeah um i was i was in an improv group again because it's the, i hate improv i'm not good at it at all but it's, you're in chicago it's the law so i was in an improv group um with a guy named trevor martin and he mm -hmm. and two of his friends were starting a sketch group but they were three men and they needed a girl so he was like will you come audition for this and i'm not an actor but i was like Sure. So I needed like a headshot and resume. So my resume was all elementary school credits, you know, but, um, but they liked me. And so, um, and then when they found out I was a writer, they were like, oh, that's even better. So the, the four of us uh, wrote and performed sketch comedy for five and a half years. And we went all over the country. Um, and we had a monthly show at 
the pub theater, which is no longer the pub theater. The oh. public, then it became the public house. It moved and became the public house. But anyway, it's gone. But we did that and it was, uh, it was lovely. Um, it was unexpected because I don't, I, you know, I'm not an actor. And there was one review, I think, in Time Out where, because two of the guys are writers and actors and then the other, me and the other guy are just uh, writers. And it was like, Lisa Delladrino and Connor Sullivan were adept straight men. And we were like, oh, that's too generous. That was really <laughs> a fine thing of them, for them to say. That's awesome. So we are, are going to start wrapping up. I do want to know how Adam and even St. Sebastian players um they're doing this play how did they approach you saying we want to do this I know like you said Lisa you're a company member um did you come to them did they come to you they're trying to find a show for their season how did this uh, come to be when um when we started writing it I kept kind of them and their stage and what they like in the back of my mind so like our play has one set it has a big cast full of people of varying ages um which is all what they like and so then yeah I submitted it um for consideration uh and it was supposed to play in 2020 but we know what happened there so yeah um so that was how it happened that's great and Kara I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you in the role as unexpected person flying from Australia to go see this show and Lisa I'm gonna make you try to convince Kara to go see this play (laughs) Oh God! Uh, if you had to convince someone to go see this play and this person's five thousand dollars on tickets, yes. <laughs> How would you convince uh, someone to go see this play? I would say uh, it's it, there is a man in his twenties who takes his clothes off in Act Two. How about yeah. that? There it is. Kara, <laughs> vice versa. How would you? But you can't steal her idea. Um, I would say if you've ever had a job and it's ever had a job in a nonprofit, if you ever had a job, you'll understand. If you've ever had a job in a nonprofit, you'll definitely understand. Um, the, and I think that anybody can find the humor and the, like a, a satire because it's your real life, but crazier. That's Yours is better than mine. I panicked. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had time. I just had time. <laughs> So we have some time, like I said, we're gonna play a game and this game is called, called uh, Time for Two, two minutes on the clock. And I'm just gonna go back and forth. We'll start okay. with Lisa and then we're gonna Kara, vice versa. No right, no wrong. Wow, both of you are making the exact same expression. That's great. All right, Lisa, are you ready? Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. What part of the human face is your favorite? Um, Eyes? Kara, describe your life using one word. Chaotic. Lisa, things you buy most often in a grocery store. Cheese. Kara, <laughs> what chore do you absolutely hate doing? Uh, dishes. Lisa, do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? No. Kara, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Delicious. Lisa, do you, <laughs> Lisa, do you play any instruments? Not since I was a child. <laughs> Kara, Brendan or Brandon? Brandon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lisa, is a, DJ, is, is a DJ <laughs> just someone who's good at iTunes? Is a what? Someone who's good is at a iTunes? DJ just someone who's good at iTunes? Absolutely. <laughs> Kara, ACDC or the Wiggles? Wiggles. <laughs> Lisa, are you good at cooking? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, Kara, Netflix or Hulu? Uh, Netflix. 
Lisa, Timon or Pumbaa? Timon. Kara, are you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Yes. Lisa, are you afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm, yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah, she's unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, how many legs does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? One. Three. Three. Oh, <laughs> no wrong answers. Kara, <laughs> uh, is your Kara, I mean, Lisa, is your refrigerator running? It is. Kara, favorite president? Obama. Lisa, favorite president? One, I shouldn't have got that one. <laughs> favorite president, Lincoln. Kara, uh, what is the elf? What's your favorite color? Blue. Kara, do you want to uh, be a cat? Lisa, do you want to be a millionaire? Sure, yes. Yeah. 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 Yay, yeah See, that was more difficult for me because I, I wasn't even <laughs> going back that. to the two of us. <laughs> I should have just stayed away from the names, but that's, that's okay. President, I feel like I could have done better. <laughs> the points do not matter. I know. That's like, it. Uh, the, Chicago, the Chicago answer is Obama, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, I can't thank you guys so much for coming on. But before we go, uh, for both of you, and we'll start with Lisa, uh, uh, I do ask this question all the time on the show, which is, uh, are your parents proud of you? Yes. Kara, are your parents proud of you? Very much so. I would agree. Cool. Thank you both so much for coming on. I can't wait for people to go see this play. It sounds great. And... Hopefully, we can all laugh once in a while. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Thank you, friend. Well, if embezzlement and man behaving badly are up your end, come see The Shady Lady, May 5th to May 22nd with the St. Sebastian Players. My thanks to Lisa and Kara and the director, Adam E. Hoke, for scheduling this interview. Thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Email us, parentsproudpodcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Matthew Schufreiter, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.